Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I'm so excited to continue on the conversation with moms on raising godly kids. And so this week, I'm having my new friend, Pam Lozano, on. She's actually local here in Columbus, so this is really fun to get to do this with her. But we are talking about how to raise godly women in a world that teaches otherwise. Pam is a wife, a mom. She is the founder of Peer Design Ministry, which she will dig into a little bit on here. And then she has also been a youth leader for 20 plus years. So I'm so excited to have her here to share her wisdom on being a mom of a daughter and also honestly daughtering women through youth ministry. So Pam, welcome to the show. I'd love to have you tell us a little more about you. Thank you so much. Yeah, like you said, it's been crazy, but my husband and I have been in youth ministry for actually 23 years now, and we love pastoring actually both youth and young adults. So the age ranges everywhere from middle school and 12-year-olds all the way up through young adults that are, you know, in their late 20s. But we love pastoring this age range. My passion really is high school and college age young women, and it's been a blessing. It's funny. We never thought when we went into this that it would last this long, you know, but we really feel called to helping Mm -hmm. raise and empower the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so we're in it for as long as God (laughs) tells us to do it. We love also parenting. We have two young adults at home Mm -hmm. and in college and our, our son is in eighth grade as well. So busy season of life, but a good season. That's so awesome. Well, I sat down with my friend Shanda last week and we talked about raising godly men in a world that teaches otherwise. And so, like I said, I've just been excited to now unpack the other side, raising daughters and what that looks like. And again, in a world that teaches otherwise, it's on both sides. It's not just one side or the other. And so first I wanted to start with, there are so many things culturally speaking that women deal with. Um, We have the secular feminism, which is built on earthly strength and hardened independence, the trailblazing attitude. We have the, I loved your answers. I was reading through them earlier. We have the filters and all of the things the way that girls see women and they think they're supposed to look this way. So as a mom of a daughter, how have you trained her up to know what God says about her, regardless of what culture teaches, but then what negative effects have you seen happen to the young women as they have been in this culture? Yeah, I think the first thing that, you know, I've always tried to instill in my daughter, Kaylin, is the place of security comes from knowing you're a daughter of God first, Mm. you know, that is kind of an anchor that can keep you in the midst of all these crazy messages that are thrown at us in society, whether it's, you know, through billboards or magazines or Hollywood or, Mm. you know, whatever, like we have all this messaging on top of that social media, obviously, Mm -hmm. coming at us daily, even by the minute. And we just don't realize the messages that are coming at us constantly that say, you should look this way. You should Mm -hmm. act this way. You should fit in this mold. You Mm -hmm. should, you know, Mm -hmm. you should, you should, you should. (laughs) And, you know, God is all about, here's who I've created you to be. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get into that space of not only physically, but just, you know, who he's created us in our personalities, the gifts, the passions, Mm -hmm. everything he's put inside of Mm -hmm. us, not anything we have to do to earn mm. God's love, 
He loves us exactly the way that we are. Mm -hmm. There's not anything that we can do to make him love us less. And when we get into that place, then all of these messages that come kind of can be drowned out a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's hard Mm -hmm. to silence Mm -hmm. them totally, but we can, we can anchor ourselves with truth and no, Mm -hmm. no, that's not, you know, that's not what God says. That's not what his word says. So it's really learning to filter everything Mm -hmm. through the word of God and through what he says first. Because those messages are going to come. Exactly. We are, you know, we're all carrying around a cell phone. We're all, you know, watching movies. We're mm-hmm. living life mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. And so those messages are going to come. But it's really learning to what's a lie, what's truth, and really live from the place of truth. Mm. One thing I also want to touch on, since you are in youth ministry, and I know a lot of women that listen here are, they have daughters that are in that age group. So is there something that you would give them as wisdom when it comes to the social media thing? I know we'll dig into that a little bit, but you seeing in youth ministry, like how would you tell a parent to just maybe be careful with their girls and what they're seeing? Like how do you navigate that? Yeah. I mean, I think I would just encourage parents to be wise. Our 13-year-old, and this is just our home policy, mm-hmm. this is not you know, putting this on anyone else, but our 13-year-old doesn't have a smartphone yet. And we've kind of set an age of like 16 is when we're going to say, okay, you can have an iPhone. Now he has a cell phone and he can text mm-hmm. and call and he does have other devices that he can use here in the home. But for me, when he's out on his own, I don't want him as a 13-year-old to have to process you know, stuff coming at him all day Mm -hmm. and, and to have to navigate that. Now that's my personal opinion, but I just think as they get older, then more privileges come. If we give Mm -hmm. them, you know, it's like if we give them the car keys, which we can't obviously, Mm -hmm. but if we give them the car keys at at age 13 and say, here you go, go drive, you know, there's, there's nothing to grow into. There's nothing to Mm. accelerate them in their, you know, responsibilities and that kind of thing. So that's my thing. Now, if you do choose to give your kid a cell phone, at a young age, that's your right. Um, Mm -hmm. I would just say be wise and be a gatekeeper. Mm. It's our responsibility as parents to know what's coming into our kids' lives. And I know the older the kids get, the more and more independence they want. And they should be given that. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing biblical about a 13-year-old saying, mom, dad, this is my life. I'm going to live it. And you don't need to know who my friends are, what they're saying. Like we've always checked our kids texts throughout Mm -hmm. their middle school Mm -hmm. and even into some of their high school days. Now, as they got older Mm -hmm. and as they did well with privileges, we -hmm. did it less and less, but checking their phones, knowing who's who they're following on social Mm -hmm. media, what are they watching when they're in their rooms, Mm -hmm. isolated with their device, Mm -hmm. you know, We kind of also, for our younger son, say, hey, the door's going to be open when you're on your device Mm -hmm. in your room. And I like to really have him, you know, on the same floor as Mm -hmm. us, even when he's on devices. I know parents sometimes have kids, you know, only the computers out in an open room. And I think that's really, really wise. So I just think, you know, as a youth pastor, I know and I've heard so many stories about kids that have a social media account and then they have a secret social media account. And they have a secret, secret social media Mm -hmm. account. And so I actually have a friend that I want to interview one day. She's um, got a ministry called Parents Who Fight. Mm -hmm. And she's all about just kind of getting into social media um, and really helping parents navigate that whole world because it really is its own It is its own world. world, yes. Oh, I love that. I love your ministry, especially everybody that's tuned in here for a long time knows I came from a fairly long season of rebellion, and I was the rebellious teenage girl despite my parents 
really trying to parent me well and I just rebelled. And so I love your ministry, Pure Design. I love the heart of it. So I'd love to unpack that a little bit and know how do you share purity with your daughter? And then how do you also share that again with your youth group girls when you're with them? And what, what have those conversations looked like throughout the years? Cause obviously they're going to change as they get older. Yes. Well, Pure Design really, when we initiated and launched this ministry, it's really threefold. It's about empowering girls with truth in areas of self-image, self-worth, and pure beauty. Mm-hmm. And so it, we really have navigated a lot on the self-image and self-worth piece because that really is a foundation Absolutely. to the area of purity. Yes. When you are secure, when you know your worth, when you know your value, it's way easier to you know, navigate the whole topic of purity. Now, the other thing that as a youth pastor that I've really learned to hone in on is, is purity is way more than just sexual purity. You know, it's, it's about what do you want, you know, what are you building on your, your life on? And so we really kind of try to go at this at a three pronged approach of just this whole thing of, you know, you are absolutely beautiful and created in the image of God. He loves you. He values you mm. exactly the way you are. And when you recognize that value and, and can, there's, there's this whole message to yourself, like I'm worth more. Mm-hmm. I, I need to value myself. And then there's the piece too of, of wanting to obey God out of relationship um, rather than duty. I think mm-hmm. um, the church if I can say the church at large sometimes does a poor job Mm -hmm. on this topic of purity. I feel Mm -hmm. like we hone in too much on the do's and the don'ts. Mm -hmm. Well, the Bible says, Mm -hmm. well, unfortunately, if, unless you're a super passionate follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. those do's and don'ts don't hold a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. It really has to be weighted in relationship with Christ. When a teen girl is passionate about Jesus Mm -hmm. and she wants to please God in those areas of her life, then when you bring up the topic of purity, she's, it's Mm going to kind of be an easier message. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I think just teaching from the time that they're in middle school, even preteen, mm-hmm. you know, the whole topics of purity, of modesty, you know, self-worth is really, really important. And then you kind of increase it as they get older. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole message of the why behind it yes. is really important as they get into the ages of like, you know, 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. 19 years old. Be ahead of the game. Have these conversations mm-hmm. You know, early on, I don't know why, again, I feel like sometimes even as a youth pastor, I've had to battle like, hey, we're going to have a purity retreat or we're going to have a discussion on purity. And then there's parents that don't want their kids involved in that. And I'm like, if we can't talk about it in the church, Mm. your kids are going to talk about it with their friends Mm -hmm. or on, Mm -hmm. you know, media Mm -hmm. or they're going to get the messaging from somewhere. So why not allow, you know, people who are godly in their lives to be speaking truth according mm-hmm. to the word of God, obviously people you trust. Yes. Um, but we need to not be afraid to have these conflicts. The other thing is sometimes I feel like parents feel like, well, if we don't talk about it, they won't know about it. And that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. Teens are thinking about this stuff. Now, maybe, yes. you know, not at the same age, you've got mm-hmm. to know your kids, mm-hmm. but it's just a normal part of life. Mm -hmm. And I think making it feel like a taboo conversation makes it even worse. Yeah. We've, we've got to be willing to have these discussions because it's part of life and uh, they need godly examples. They need godly Mm -hmm. conversations. They need to know what the word of God says. And they need to know too things like temptation. Temptation is not a sin. 
-hmm. It's the act of doing Mm -hmm. it that Mm -hmm. becomes a sin, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about this topic. I could talk about it for a long time. We just, we have to do a better job, I believe, as a church. And I will include myself in that, in having the conversation. And that's part of the passion of Pure Design. I felt like creating this ministry a little bit outside of the church Mm -hmm. gave me a venue and a vehicle to be able to do that because there wasn't as many parameters um, on it. Well, I feel like that segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about is, so how have you and your husband tackled having hard conversations or walking through issues with your daughter. Like I know you have boys as well, but I think like, I remember my parents trying to navigate that. Like, how do we both have these conversations with her? Because there were some things that I will say coming from my dad, like it makes me emotional for whatever reason. I think because I saw how much he cared about me that he wanted to talk to me about. So how have you guys together pointed her to desiring what God desires for her? And then also how did you go about doing the conversations together and what did that look like? I mean, initially, I mean, I remember having, you know, an initial talk about sex with my daughter one-on-one and, you know, she was embarrassed and it was, it was an awkward conversation and I'm not going to, you know, pretend it was, Oh, it was great. And it was easy. No, it was an awkward conversation. It was hard. And it was just her and I, and it was based more out of, you know, friendship and Hey, this is what I want you to know. Mm. But, but we did, as she got older, do things together. It's so important for daughters to hear from their dads. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, as believers, you know, that whole father God image comes from our relationship Mm -hmm. with our earthly father. Mm -hmm. So if Christian fathers can have these conversations with their daughters, I know for my husband, like he's just a natural protector. He wants Mm -hmm. her safe. He wants her protected and cared for. And so, you know, he would just share and, and he wasn't a believer when he was in his, you know, high school and Mm. young adult life. So he was able to share even from his perspective, you know, this is what guys are thinking. This is, Mm. he was able to share from that perspective. I was able to share from my perspective. And so we really did have, try to have conversations together with her. Now, she didn't always agree with us on Mm -hmm. everything. And so, you know, there was some dialogue and back and forth and, and things weren't always done perfectly. Um, I shared with you earlier that, I know one of the biggest things that I struggled with with parenting teens is not parenting out of fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't parent um, with the fear of, oh, my kid's going to mess up and make a mistake. And so I've got to try to guard Mm -hmm. everything and guard every decision. I did that for a season and it's it's not biblical. It's not godly. Mm -hmm. And so really coming behind them instead and saying, you know, out of the relationship that we've built as a family, I trust you and I know you're not going to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be with you every step of the way. We're going to be here when you fail, when you make mistakes, when you do it imperfectly, mm-hmm. and we're going to love you through it. And mm-hmm. we're going to challenge you and we're going to correct you and bring wisdom. So if you can really approach it from a place of relationship, the older they get, mm-hmm. do less lecturing, have more conversation. You know, I, I teach this in our, uh, I actually have a Facebook group called Mom to Mom with Pure Design. And so I've, I've put this out on a couple of different things, but I've noticed as my kids got older, I got away from trying to have the eye to eye conversation when it was a mm. hard topic. And what I, what I say is do a side to side conversation. So either going for a walk or in the mm. car where it's not so um, intense, Yes, you know, yeah. they can kind of have a few minutes to 
to process and think for a minute rather than feeling like you're staring at them, um, I know was very helpful. So really doing it out of relationship, not lecturing, but really having conversation with them, mm-hmm. trying to listen and hear their feelings, their opinions. The honest truth is they're growing up in a very different day and mm-hmm. age than when we grew up. Mm-hmm. Life is changing very, very rapidly. And so trying to understand where they're coming from and listening, not always giving the pat biblical answer, you know, the scripture says, you know, and but really, really listening mm-hmm. and, and trying to implore and get obey God out of their own heart and their own desires. Mm, that's so good. So I want to dig a little bit into the youth ministry part because I know there are moms listening, like I said at the beginning, who have the youth group age kids. And is there wisdom that you can share with them that they can use to like point their kids to Jesus? But like you said, not have it feel like a lecture. How then as kids get older and like with daughters, pointing them to Jesus, but not making it feel like this, this legalistic approach. Well, here I would say as a youth pastor and being in youth ministry for 23 years, I would really encourage parents to get your kids to church. Mm -hmm. And this is where I would say, um, I may feel, it may feel a little contradictory to what I just said, but you know, we make our kids do certain things that are good for them. Like we make them go to the doctor, we make them go to the dentist, we make them eat healthy food, whether they like to or not, this is just good parenting. Mm-hmm. And so I would say a part of good spiritual parenting is getting your kids to church. Mm-hmm. Now, what, I'm not saying that youth group is the end all answer because You know, I know that kids have had some rough situations and circumstances in youth groups. So I'm not saying that, you know, youth groups are the save all. But I do know that by getting your kids to church, you are positioning them to encounter God. Mm. And if they're in a season of rebellion, if they're in a season of apathy or, you know, I just don't care about life or or things Mm. feel really rough right now, if they're very argumentative or whatever, I know sometimes parents will come to me and say, well, I'm not going to make him come to youth group. Mm -hmm. I would just encourage you, make them go to church. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, weekend services with the family and with youth group. Like our kids knew growing up, church was a Mm non-negotiable. As a Lozano, we are going (laughs) to church. And so this is what we do as a family. And so really, honestly, it hardly ever became an argument because Mm -hmm. they just knew this is what we do. And the reason, like I said, is because if you can get your kid to church, there's a potential or a possibility for them to encounter Jesus and be changed, Mm. you know? And so why wouldn't you want them to sit in a worship service or to hear a teaching that could potentially change their heart or Mm. mind in a way that you can't through a conversation as a parent? Mm. Yes, it may be awkward at first. Yes, they may not have relationships with somebody. And so it may feel like I'm going in as an outsider. Mm -hmm. But have a conversation with a youth leader and let them know, hey, my kid's struggling. They may need some help getting connected in. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, at least from all my years of experiences, there's not any youth leader that's going to go, oh, well, you know, just too bad. You know, let them come in and figure it out. (laughs) They're going to want to include Mm -hmm. them and help them in as much as they can. But most of the time I say it takes a teenager a few months to really Mm -hmm. feel connected. They've they've got to come more than once or twice. I hear parents say, well, they tried it twice and they don't know anybody and so they're done. You can't build a relationship Mm -hmm. in two Wednesday night services. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to keep coming. You got to keep trying. You got to keep talking. And so I really do believe that 
if you can get your teenager into peer relationships mm. with other godly young people who are not perfect mm-hmm. and who may, you know, do things a little bit differently than your family, but if they really are loving Jesus mm. and, you know, you're all, they're all doing this together, the likelihood of that kid, you know, staying close to the Lord throughout their teenage years is really high. Mm. And especially if your kid's in a public school. I know we, uh, you know, we had our kids in public schools because Mm -hmm. we were in church so much and we felt like the kids needed balance. So I would really encourage you, get your kids to church, Mm. allow them to encounter God. The other thing is really, you know, guard who your kids are friends with because as we all know as adults, Mm -hmm. you know, you become like those you hang out with. Mm -hmm. And so if you're sensing that your, your kid is, you know, around somebody who's influencing them in a negative way, mm. then speak into that and and, and correct that and, and bring some wisdom into that situation. Mm, that's really good. Another thing I wanted to touch on going back into culture, like what we started with. So something that I feel like I have watched. So I actually graduated high school. It was 10 years ago in May. So it really hasn't been that long. I mean, that's a while. But it is completely different, like drastically different in the last 10 years. And I see that Culture has completely attacked how God created women, how women think of themselves and what God's word says about his daughters. And I was reading through just some of the words that he uses to talk about his daughters, who he created, but that he also uses them in mighty ways. But he also speaks of them as delicate and precious and sees them in a really sweet way. Delicate was one of my favorite words to read. I love thinking of him looking at me that way. And so when I was going through scripture, and I'll cite these in the show notes, um, but it was skillful and tender, refined, delicate, loved, wise, discerning, trustworthy, honorable. Those are really like awesome words to be described as and that we don't want harsh women and we don't want just nice earthly women. We want godly women. And so as a mom, how have you tackled this? How have you really instilled in your daughter? Like this is how God sees you. Yeah. I mean, well, if you go back to the scripture in Genesis, it says that he created them in his image, male Mm -hmm. and female. Mm -hmm. So the female side of us is an image and a picture Mm. of God, of part of who God is as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for, for me, for my daughter, I think we've, we've tried to kind of do both sides of the coin. Now, Kaylin is a very outgoing, adventurous, Mm -hmm. loud. She loves, you know, to be the center of attention. Um, So she's not quiet, meek, and mild, you know, when you think some of that. And so, Uh, But again, it's not about personality. It's Mm -hmm. not about, you know, just one characteristic. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a combination of all of it. Our new magazine is called Fierce Femininity. And we, and, and what I wanted to do was, I think sometimes current teens and young adults think of Proverbs 31 as like, that's the outdated, Mm. you know, like it's, you've got to be a wife and a mom and, and, and that. But then when you kind of dive deep down, there are these really powerful words about, her being skillful and entrepreneurial and reaching out to the poor, you know, so it's missions oriented. Mm -hmm. But we entitled the new issue Fierce Femininity Mm -hmm. because I think there's this two-sided coin of of Mm -hmm. just because we're feminine doesn't mean, you know, everything about us is weak. You know, there's there's something, actually, the article that I wrote, I dove into uh, the title, and I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but there was a word called Kalil, Mm -hmm. and it's... 
K-H-A-Y-I-L. But it actually was like the warring bride mm. is what it meant. And so, you know, there is this part of femininity that, that we're called to even as, as wives, as moms, mm-hmm. as, you know, women, mm-hmm. we're called to war. We're called mm-hmm. to, you know, be fierce. We're called to take charge. We're called mm-hmm. to lead. But where I feel like we get mixed up and where the world gets it mixed up sometimes is that we don't have to dominate we don't have mm-hmm. to strive for position mm-hmm. because, you know, Jesus is part of the Godhead, mm-hmm. the most powerful being in the universe. Mm-hmm. And he came humbly as a baby. And mm-hmm. so the kingdom of God is really this upside down kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's like he led through humility. He mm-hmm. led through meekness. He led through gentleness. He led through kindness. And so all of those words in the natural feel weak to us, mm-hmm. but actually in the kingdom, they are powerful. Mm. They're intense. And so mm-hmm. if we can learn to balance these things and not see, you know, femininity as weak, but as powerful, mm-hmm. it, we represent a, a part of God's beauty, a part of God's mm. strength, um, a, a part of God's character that, that men cannot. And so, you know, we get to grow life inside of us as women. Mm -hmm. We get to birth things. Like we get to understand things about God that men will never understand. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think there's just this powerful balance of whatever God's, you know, put on you as a woman and gifted you to do, Mm -hmm. you have the freedom to do Mm -hmm. in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it's not taken by force. It's not, you know, I have a right. Yes, the trailblazer. I call exactly. it a trailblazer. Right. When we become Christians, all of us submit all of yes. our rights. Like he's the Lord. Mm. He's the one that we're serving. We're all mm. serving him. We're, you know, we're under his authority. It's not about me and my kingdom and mm. my name and this and that. And I think that's where, you know, it, it gets confusing. And mm-hmm. so we can go for it. We can pioneer. We can mm-hmm. trailblaze all of that. But it's in obedience to what God's telling us to yes. do. It's it's under his authority. It's, you know, in a godly way. So there's there's two sides to all of this. And uh, I think all of it's really, really beautiful. I love that, you know, and going back to talking about Adam and Eve, I love that you brought that up in our last question before we get into the John 3.30 question, because Shandell left off with that last week about how what God commanded of Adam first in the garden to tend and keep and yeah. that we have to instill that in our boys and our, yep. that turn into grown men that are to lead families. And same thing, like you just talked about, these things that God has purposed women for that men cannot. It's like yep. he has given these giftings. And I just love that you guys both landed in the garden <laughs> before we wrap up. I ask everybody this question, and I love it. The Living With Less podcast was birthed from John 3.30, which is he must increase, but I must decrease. If someone asked you what they needed to begin living with less of in regards to this and what gets in the way of him, what would you tell them and why? That's a great question. You know, it's funny. I was doing a Bible study this morning and it was talking about idols. And so, Mm. you know, I feel like that kind of fits perfectly in with it. But I would just say, I think it's different for every single person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I think season by season, the Lord says, okay, now in this season, you can do with less of this, Mm -hmm. you know, you can do Mm -hmm. with with less entertainment. Mm -hmm. You can do with less whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's kind of like, as we follow him in relationship, it changes as we grow, mm-hmm. you know, things that That's were good. allowable in our lives 
last month or last year may no longer be allowable. Mm -hmm. God may say, okay, we're a little bit closer. And so now that movie that was okay a month ago, well, now it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And and it's, again, it's not about do's and don'ts. It's really Mm. about relationship. Relationship. The closer that we get to Christ, Mm. the more we're going to want to obey him. Mm -hmm. And because if we can realize as believers, the biggest adventure in life, is Jesus. Mm. I mean, it's just getting to know him better. Like the sky is the limit when it comes to the kingdom. I mean, Mm. Jesus says greater works than these. Well, if we read through our Bible, he did some pretty amazing things. Mm. I've not yet walked on water in my lifetime. (laughs) I've not changed water to wine. I've not done, you Mm. know, some crazy miraculous things. But I think as Christians, the longer we go, we tend to settle Mm -hmm. and we tend to get okay, my relationship with Jesus is good and I'm going to church and I have my Christian friends and all this. But like he's inviting us into this Mm. relationship that is adventurous and filled with him. And so the more we go and the more we increase in our relationship with God, I think Mm. there's certain things that then have to come out, you Mm -hmm. know? Okay, that that way of speaking is no longer allowable. That Mm -hmm. way of thinking is no longer allowable. That way, you know, so it's really about, Again, getting back to my rights, you know, mm-hmm. as Americans, we're so about, well, I have a right to this or that. Mm-hmm. And as believers, we surrender all mm-hmm. of those rights. You know, mm-hmm. we say, Jesus, come be Lord and King of mm-hmm. my life. We don't live in a kingdom in the in the world. So sometimes mm-hmm. I think we don't have a great picture or understanding, but like kings have authority. Mm-hmm. They rule, they reign and what they say goes. And so when Jesus or, you know, says to us, like, okay, that way of thinking has to go. Mm. We have to learn how to surrender that and be okay with that and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to surrender this, this thought pattern to you or this way of speaking to other people or, you know, whether it's language or mm-hmm. whatever, entertainment. Sometimes as women, it's things like alcohol or, you know, things that we're, we're depending on or we're leaning mm-hmm. on for security more than we are depending on God. Mm-hmm. And I know I've, there's been different seasons in my life when God has just, I like to say, he kicks the crutches out. Yes. And he said, you know, he says, okay, it's time to stand on your own with just me mm. and lean on me, nothing else. So it's, those are hard seasons. Mm-hmm. Those are not fun seasons, mm-hmm. but they're the seasons when we grow the most. Yes. And when we'll simply surrender and say, yes, okay, God, I'll give you this mm. um, and learn to totally depend on you that, that we become the most fulfilled and mm. we become so in love with him or, you know, just our relationship with him grows in ways that we, we can't even begin to understand. So. Oh, I love that so much. I love the way you like painted that picture and how it does change season by season and how it is different for everybody. That's one thing I always love to say is it is different for everybody. We are all at a different place in a different season uh, and our convictions are different. Absolutely. And so I love that. I love how you pointed that out. Well, as we wrap up here, I would love for you to tell everybody where can they find your website? How can they subscribe to the magazine? Tell a little bit about your devotionals. I want to give you the floor there to tell a little bit about that. We uh, just launched a new website during COVID, which is, you know, we all have a little (laughs) bit extra time, but our website is Mm www.puredesigngirl.com. And the website really is aimed toward, you know, that age range of middle school, high school, young adult girls. On our website, we have a shop. So if you click on shop, you can go and see our magazines. Our magazines tend to be quarterly. So we just launched Mm. our fall magazine uh, two weeks ago. And again, it's on Fierce Femininity. So you can get copies of the magazines 
on our website through the shop. And I've also written two devotionals. The first devotional that I wrote is called the Pure Beauty Devo. And um, it's aimed more at middle school, high school girls. Um, and it's all on self-image and self-worth. It's mm. six a six-week study that's in a spiral-bound journal. They can write in it. Um, and it's a single scripture every day that tells them who God says they are. Mm. So the chapters are, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're valued. And it just kind of takes them through the six week study of learning to anchor their heart to truth on who God says they are. I launched my second devotional called Purities Still in Style, <laughs> and it's more for high school, young adult women. And it's a six week study as well. One scripture per day in that devotional and it goes through studies on you know guarding your eyes mm. watching what you watch uh watching what you listen to watching what comes out of your mouth purity in every area of life it has one week focused on sexual purity and then the last chapter actually is called from this day forward and it's mm. for any girls who maybe have fallen in different areas mm. of their life and they really want to get back on track they want to walk through repentance and restoration mm. and so that's really a big part of mine as well mm -hmm. um, I have a two-page document on why wait that kind mm -hmm. of really goes into explaining why we should wait for um, sexual intimacy until marriage and and why it's biblical and it's it's not just again those rules and regulations yes. but it's really God's design because it's his absolute best for us sex mm -hmm. is a gift it's something that God's given to us, but it's within the confines of marriage between mm. one man and one woman, mm -hmm. and it's for life. And so um, I'd love to dive into that. So those are some things. We also have some fun merch. We have hats and sweatshirts and mugs and fun things on the site as well. We have Instagram, Facebook, yes. and uh, we don't have Snapchat. I'm not a big Snapchat person, <laughs> but our Instagram account is Pure Design Girl. We have a Pure Design Girl account mm -hmm. on Facebook. And then we also have a mom's uh, Facebook group called Pure Design Mom to Mom. And that's really just to encourage and bless mm -hmm. moms. You can post prayer requests for your daughters on there. You can ask me questions. We have a lot of resources. We have a teen girls conference coming up in March of 2021 called Pure Beauty. So we're really excited about that as well. That is so awesome. Well, I will have all of that in the show notes. I'll be sure to note as well about the conference too. Well, Pam, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your heart. I know this is going to bless so many moms. I know it was a blessing to me. I hope you guys go You're out welcome. and buy those devotionals. Those sound so good. Ones that I definitely needed to walk through as a young teen and young adult. So thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.